Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's critical for our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Help somebody in your life grow in their faith. Help them come closer to God. Help them to start thinking about their soul's salvation and eternity by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about another one of those heart troubles or problems of the heart. Again, Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter 15, beginning with verse 18, that it is from the heart that comes a whole lot of sinful activities, thoughts, actions, words, comes from the heart. Again, I've asked the question, why do people act in the way they do a lot of times when anybody can look at it and they should be able to look in the mirror of their life and say, you know, that, that's, that's horrible what I'm doing. Think of the vulgar way I talk all the time. Think about how I take God's name in vain, in vulgar ways, how I'm always cursing. Why do I take part in, in things that are illegal in some cases? Why do, I, why do I just, am I so violent? Am I so vulgar? Am I so disrespectful of others? It's the condition of their heart. Why do some people not want to hear about God, not want to hear about the Bible and its teachings for their lives. It's the condition of their heart. Why, why would we have those things come into our lives? Why would we let that be our lifestyle? Because that's the way they've conditioned their heart. People lie, people steal, people cheat. People use all kinds of vulgar language. People are disrespectful to others. The list goes on and on and on. Why? Because it's the condition of their heart, the way they've conditioned their heart themselves. Well, what we're talking about in this particular section of our more extended study is pride. We're talking specifically about ungodly pride. Now, we've covered godly pride, and that's, that's where we say, I want to live to God's glory. I want to, I want to glorify God through my lifestyle. I want to be faithful. I want to be dedicated. I want to exhibit the kind of character of a Christian. I want to do my work well. I want to be a good example of being a husband, a father, a child, a brother, a friend, on an, and maybe a worker in, in, in my job, or maybe even a, a supervisor in my job. I want to exhibit godliness in the way I live. Now, that's godly pride. Ungodly pride is when I'm always trying to draw attention to myself. It's called arrogance, haughtiness, conceit. Or maybe I'm just too proud to admit that I'm wrong. And that's ungodly pride. Or maybe in some cases, I'm too proud to correct something that I just made a big mistake on. Well, again, that could be ungodly pride. Now, when we're talking about ungodly pride, we're talking about sinfulness. Because ungodly pride is sin. 
I did not read Malachi chapter 4 and verse 1 last time, but, but this is a pretty striking text of Scripture. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly, will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. We're talking about ultimately destruction, aren't we? Well, ungodly pride will ultimately, if not corrected, lead to eternal destruction. We talked about a number of different texts of Scripture that condemn ungodly pride. Ungodly pride. Arrogant pride is unsettling. It tends to agitate and create strife. Proverbs 28 and verse 25. Now, notice the contrast. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 8. How could the warning be any more straightforward? Hear and give ear. Do not be proud, for the Lord has spoken. Jeremiah 13 and verse 15. You see, over and over and over again, we're taught against being proud in these ungodly ways, taking glory for ourselves rather than giving it to God. The prophet speaks of the soul of the proud as not being upright. Habakkuk 2 and verse 4. The warnings against and the condemnation of arrogant pride is by no means limited to Old Testament scripture. Now, all of these verses of scripture we've read so far, condemning, teaching against. Now, again, I emphasize the word condemning, ungodly pride. They've all been from the Old Testament, but that's, that's not relegated only to Old Testament scripture. Jesus described pride as a problem of the heart. Notice, it is an evil that comes from a heart that is ungodly. Jesus said, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man, Jesus said. Mark 7, verses 21 through 23. Now that's quite a list of sinful practices in which pride is included. And it is described, it is identified as an evil thing that defiles a man, comes from the heart. We're talking about heart troubles, aren't we? The pride of life is one of the three primary avenues of temptation used by the devil as listed by the Apostle John in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Now, that's something, again, that ought to give us great pause for thought. What did, what did John write there? Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But, the, but he who does the will of God 
abides forever. Now, what is the lust of the flesh? What is the lust of the eyes? The pride of life? There are three avenues through which the devil works to lead us into sin. The pride of life. Again, that ought to give us great pause for thought. When the Apostle Paul warned of coming perilous uh, times, pride was one of the sins he listed that would characterize the ungodliness of that day. 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 5. In a scathing rebuke of immoral lifestyles, Paul included ungodly pride in a list of sinful practices, Romans chapter 1 and verse 30. Pride can also be a driving force behind a false teacher, 1 Timothy 6, verses 3 through 5. A false teacher, a teacher who is teaching error, claiming to be teaching God's word, but is teaching error, and then it can be pointed out to him, look, here's scripture texts that refute what you're teaching, but he may find himself unable to admit his error because he is too proud to admit that he was wrong. Both James and Peter state, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. James 4 and verse 6 and 1 Peter 5 and verse 5. Again, these verses of scripture ought to give us great pause for thought. Now, think about these terms that are synonyms for ungodly pride. Haughtiness is one of them. Twice in the second chapter of Isaiah, haughtiness is warned against. Isaiah 2, verse 11, and again, verse 17. And this is similar to other passages, such as in 2 Samuel 22 and verse 28, Psalm 18 and verse 27, Isaiah 10 and verse 33. God issues a strong warning of judgment using all three descriptive terms, arrogance, proud, and haughtiness in Isaiah chapter 13 and verse 11. Paul warns simply, do not be haughty, Romans 11 and verse 20. He gives a similar warning to the rich in regard to their attitude about their riches, 1 Timothy 6 and verse 17. Haughtiness is among the list of ungodly practices that Paul said would characterize the coming perilous times in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. All of these, all of these, again, talking about haughtiness. And what is that simply? A synonym for ungodly pride. As we noted earlier, arrogance is also a synonym for ungodly pride. And perhaps the first one that would come to our mind, arrogance. In her prayer, after bringing her son Samuel to Eli, Hannah voiced a general admonition to mankind. She said, talk no more so very proudly. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth, for the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. 1 Samuel 2 and verse 3. What a great admonition from the, son, the, the daughter, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the mother of Eli, or the mother of Samuel, when she brought him to Eli. 
and that would be Hannah. As already noted, God hates arrogance, Proverbs 8 and verse 13. His judgment will come upon the arrogant, Isaiah 13 and verse 11. James warns that boasting and arrogance is sin, James chapter 4 and verse 16. We might ask how many more verses of Scripture do we need to get across the understanding that arrogance, haughtiness, ungodly pride are condemned by God, and we ought to stay away from them. We'll look a little further next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to guard against arrogance, haughtiness, arrogant pride. Help us to not be ungodly in pridefulness, please, we pray. But help us to always bring glory to you through the way we live and think and speak and conduct ourselves. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.